0: This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Monday, March 7th, the brand new week. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy along for the ride, ready to break down the Monday NHL card. Uh, we've got an interesting slate of games, some not decent games actually on the slate tonight, probably highlighted by the Battle of Alberta, renewed Edmonton and Calgary, part of the five-game slate uh, on this Monday night. Before we get into tonight's games, we'll also look back a little on yesterday's action. Uh, but first, we want to remind you again, Tuesday night, tomorrow, That means another Ice Guys Live Betcast, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And no hyperbole or me over-exaggerating, in my opinion, when I posted the tweet talking about the next Betcast tomorrow night. I truly think it could be the best one we've had so far from a game's perspective. You know, 11 games tomorrow night. You've got so so many big games, games involving teams battling for positioning uh, in the playoff race. I mean, Florida versus Pittsburgh, potentially great game. Uh, You look at uh, at Rangers-Minnesota Wild, potentially great game. Winnipeg's desperate. They're playing Tampa. Pretty good game. Dallas and Nashville, you know, with what's at stake and where those two teams are in the standings right now. Very good game. And, of course, Washington-Calgary. Should be a really good game, especially now Washington starting to get back on track with a couple of nice wins in a row against the red-hot surging Calgary Flames. So it's a great Tuesday night BetCast on tap. Uh, We're looking forward to it. We plan to be on the BetCast tomorrow night for the entire night. So we'll be with you right from the opening puck drop at 7 p.m. Eastern, and we'll go right until the end of the Washington-Calgary game, which is the final game of the night uh, at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. So looking forward to that tomorrow night. As far as yesterday's games are concerned, We saw L.A. shut out Buffalo 3-0. Terrific defensive effort. Great road game by the Kings. They got the lead, and they put it on shutdown mode uh, against the Buffalo Sabres. Didn't give the Sabres all that much uh, in that one. Uh, The Devils, uh, a nice 3-2 win over the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I'll tell you what, the Devils team total overs in the first period. Keep cashing. Uh, Devils team total over 2.5 gets there again. Uh, This has just been a great strong bet, really, since the All-Star break. Uh, they've found some offense. They've got pretty much everyone healthy up front again, including Dougie Hamilton on the blue line, uh, and it's helped them offensively. They're playing great since the break at that end of the ice, and they get a 3-2 win over the uh, Blues. 4-1 Rangers, Vito and I said that it was a good spot for the Winnipeg Jets last night, but good spots alone don't get you the money and don't win hockey games. Not when you have a goaltender like Igor Shosturkin for the New York Rangers. It was great again last night and the Jets, not a bad performance, but once again, like they've done a lot lately, finding ways to lose in another game where Connor Hellebuck gives up at least four goals and he has not been at his best the last little bit. Carolina gets by Seattle, bit of a sluggish effort, but they do enough to beat Seattle 3-2. Tampa with an explosion in the third period to blow past the Blackhawks 6-3. to Anaheim beat San Jose 3-2 in overtime, a goal that Bob Bugner said he believed shouldn't have counted. And nevertheless, another loss for the Sharks, although the effort was a lot better after that debacle. 8-0 against Nashville the night before. Vegas beats Ottawa 2-1, to a buzzer-beater goal late in the third period for Mr. Eichel uh, to give Vegas that win 2-1. to Uh, And I'll mention the big TNT game last. It was the big game of the day. One of the struggles continue for Minnesota. And maybe that's why our our man, Terry Edelman, is MIA in our chat right now. Uh, He's battling a little uh, sorrow right now with his team just in the shits at the moment. Uh, But that's the way it is with Minnesota. The defense, I thought for sure, guys, with Dumba coming back, Zuccarello coming back. There's a little shot in the arm. There's a little boost. It's time to get this thing rolling again. And nice start. They had a 1-0 lead. And then it was just three quick goals for Dallas. A fourth one, which, look, Jason Robertson's a guy that can't be stopped at the moment. He's been terrific for Dallas. Two A go- hat trick again last night. Back-to-back games with a hat trick for him. And that fourth goal, though, as great as Robertson is and a great release, quick shot that he has, that's got to be stopped by And Simple as that. He cannot give up that goal. He's got to stop that. Went right through him. Uh, and that was the backbreaker goal, 4-1. Uh, Dean Evison almost looked like a hero or a genius at the end because he pulled the goalie down 4-1 uh, with eight minutes to go, and it nearly worked. They got it to 4-3, but Dallas uh, gets the 5-3 empty net or after missing a bunch of empty net chances, uh, and they finally put that game away, and the issues continue for the Minnesota Wild. And Dallas, On the co- contrast that with Dallas, you guys, they're playing great right now uh, and really starting to uh, – they've, they've tied Minnesota in the standings. That's how good Dallas has played lately. They continue to find ways to win. Uh, Alex, uh, good to have you back. Uh, what were your thoughts on yesterday and the weekend overall?
3: Yeah, well, that that wild game I watched from start to finish, and it was kind of crazy because you don't talk too much about bad bets or bad beats with a live play because sometimes you know, obviously, you're betting in game things can can you know change on dime. But if you had live under at any point when the stars took a three one or four one lead. Uh, that probably was a bad beat because that game was kind of coasting and even with, like I said, Everson pulling the goalie with eight minutes left, that first goal for the Wild didn't come until about four and a half minutes left in the game, and then you end up having three more goals, Wild, like you said, making a 4-3 game and then Dallas finally gets the 2 empty in late, so that was kind of a, a bizarre game back and forth, even the goal that tied it up at the, the end of the period, which I'm that was certainly great. Before I had a live first period overplay with two and a half seconds left. Looked like it was clearly interference, and then he comes to find out it was a wild player They ran into his own goalie, so they had to review that. And uh, like I said, just the bad, another bad loss for the Wild. They lost eight out of ten. They've got the Rangers coming into town uh, tomorrow night, so things don't look like they're going to get any better right away. And like I said, Dumba, you know, being back in the line, it's probably going to take him a while to really kind of get reacclimated. Once he does, that should finally give this team some boost. But they're going to have to do something about the goaltending. He said, Kakanen, who has been looking sharp, he's been letting in some soft goals. We've already talked at nauseam about how Talbot's been playing. This is a team that they've got two weeks from now to make a move to get a goal if they want to try to to, to make a, a solid playoff run. These two guys they have right now simply aren't it.
0: Yeah, uh, Kakanen was Kaka uh, yesterday yeah. <laughs> in that game, as in the Dookie sense of the word, uh, right there. Uh, not very. The fourth goal's got to be stopped, you know. And it's uh, he's, he's, he's he's been better than Talbot lately for the most part, but that is a goal you got to have." That's a shot you got to have that fourth goal that ended up getting him chased uh, from the game yesterday. Uh, Jimmy Murphy is back as well uh, here on a Monday. Jimmy, what do you think of the uh, weekend in the uh, NHL?
1: What I'm thinking is, again, I'm going to say this, and I said it, I believe Thursday was the last time I was on. There's no way that the Toronto Maple Leafs aren't looking for a goalie right now. It's just they're full of it if they keep saying this to the public that it's not a priority. If it's not, then Kyle Dubas needs to be fired on the spot right now. And same goes for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Look, this is a team that I'm sorry. Like, this is just, this shows you now what happened against the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday should be pure proof that it was not the coach that was the problem. And I'm going to go again. And people are going to say I'm nuts and I don't care because I am. Uh, You know, John Tortorella was 100% right way back when he caused a stir and said that this team needs to play more defense and it's not going to, it's not going to change there until Connor McDavid and Leon Drysett will buy in. They are not leading right now. And whether they want to admit it or not, and they want to take all the accolades for being these amazing skilled players and, and think that that somehow gets them off the hook for not being a leader, it's time they do it or you ship one of them out. That's what I would do if I was a GM right now in Edmonton. One of those guys has to go. If they make the playoffs, you need to blow it up there because it's enough. Their culture there clearly isn't working. And that was just an embarrassment what happened to to them against the Montreal Canadiens.
0: Yeah, it is a culture thing to a certain degree. But at the same point in time, you said it in terms of what continues to haunt this team. I do think they've got a capable enough. Is it a great blue line? Is it going to be a shutdown blue line? No, it's not. But right now, this is an Edmonton blue line that's got some pieces that I actually do like. I like Darnell Nurse and how he's gotten better. Uh, on that blue line, you know they wait till they get Clefbaum back, which hopefully they do at some point. I mean, it's been a massive uh, deal not having him available. Chris Russell's one of their better shutdown defensemen. He's been out for a period of time. You know, you're just asking a lot of a old retread, broken down Duncan Keith. You know, you're asking a lot of Cody Cece, who is you know basically a third, fifth, sixth defenseman, and right now he's up there on the I believe the top pair with Nurse. You know, you got to put in the Martin Bouchard now is day to day, and he's actually giving you some decent play. Barry's on IR for them. You know, you're putting a lot of minutes and responsibility. See, that's on why the, the floor. forwards
1: have to come back and help you in. Yep. That's my point. Like the, these these forwards just don't know what the hell the defensive zone is. It, yep. It's so frustrating to watch because this could be a good team, I think.
0: And it's, we're, we'll talk about this more with Edmonton Calgary when we break down yeah. that game for tonight. But yeah, they got CC with Nurse. CC's not a top pair of de- defensemen, he's yeah. not. No, he's, he's just not. And no. yet he's put in that position because they've got really no other options at the moment. And Bouchard's banged up. Barry's on IR. Clefbaum's not coming back. Russell's out for a long period of time. You're putting a lot of minutes and responsibility. CC Keith, Marcus Niemalainen, and Will Lagesson, and Broberg, who's a young kid, you know, who's, you know, not at the point where we're ready to give him, you know, 25 mm-hmm. minutes a night. We're just not. You know, so from that standpoint, it's tough. It's tricky. And then you've got goaltending that you can't trust night in and night out. Mike Smith, just every time he gets an opportunity, fumbles it away. He was not sharp against Montreal Saturday night. Uh Koskinen's been better lately. And just when you think, wow, he's found his game. He has that catastrophic g- gaff with the puck against Chicago. The last time we saw him in that, uh that really hurt the Oilers in that game. So issues galore. And we'll talk about Edmonton definitely more in just a uh, second. But uh The defensive blue line right now, when they're all healthy, they can be decent, but they're not right now. And you're just asking these guys that should be seeing maybe the fifth or sixth spot on the blue line, having to go up to the top four. And it's, it's a recipe for failure right now Mm -hmm. uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. No question uh, about that. Uh, All right, let's go to Monday's card. Let's get into it. We got five games. Start with the LA Kings and the Boston Bruins, Boston. Uh, minus 210 home favorites, uh, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Fascinating matchup here from a pure spot perspective because neither team is in a great spot here. First of all, L.A. has been on this road trip for a very long time. They're also playing on the second of back-to-back games here on the road after being in Buffalo uh, early Sunday afternoon, getting a 3 nothing win in that game. Uh, this is now also going to be their third game in four days, uh, their fourth game in six days. Uh, all uh, on the road since they uh, uh, started this road trip in Dallas. Uh, They've won their last two after dropping that game 4-3 to the Stars, bounced back, beat Columbus in overtime, and then Buffalo yesterday. There's not a great spot for L.A., but it's not a good spot at all. It might be even worse, in my opinion, for the Boston Bruins. I mean, They had a very long road trip themselves, uh, which went through Seattle, uh, San Jose, uh, L.A., Anaheim, which was the only loss on that road trip. Vegas and Columbus and a very good road trip, five and one. Uh, but I don't think Bruce Cassidy and Jimmy will let us know in a minute. I don't think Bruce Cassidy is going to complain about a five and one road trip uh, for the Boston Bruins. It was very good. It was very impressive. you know I thought that you know maybe Swayman looked a little fatigued uh, Saturday night against Columbus. I don't think he was as sharp as he's been and yet still the team rallies around it, finds a way uh, against a Columbus team that is going to keep, I think giving teams fits, you know because the one thing the jackets do is they play hard nightly. Uh, And they've got offense. They've got scoring capability, especially with Line A and Bjorkstrand, among others. So uh, that was a good win. Boston to find a way to win that in a shootout. They uh, took care of Vegas, who were a bit depleted. But still, anytime you beat Vegas on the road, it's a good win. I don't care how injury-depleted they are. uh, That's still a good victory. And it was a good road trip overall. Marshawn, Posternak were terrific on that uh, road trip. Uh, Coyle stepped up with, a, uh, you know, DeBrusque was amazing when we've talked about his goal score prop for a while. Uh, it's been very impressive to see how things have gone. with. How about Craig Smith too? He's really had a nice road trip for the uh, Boston Bruins as well, uh, for them and stepped up offensively. So lots to like, but here we go, right? Long road trip. First game back home. You got to, you know, deal with all those distractions. It was a successful road trip. And that's even more of a bet against situation for me, the successful road trip compared to the bad road trip. Not only is it a long road trip, but it was a very good one for Boston. I don't know. We get their a game here as far as LA, they could be a little fatigued too, but I know they're going to have that seven, nothing beat down. They suffered at home uh, against the Boston Bruins resonating in their minds here. So I think the Kings are a live dog in this spot, especially now that we know that Linus Allmark is going to be uh, in that, you know, I've been dog hunting on this show for a while. My best bet yesterday was Dallas you know, as an underdog against Minnesota. I'm actively making a case for underdogs when I see fit. And I think we've got one that fits here. I think LA's got the potential to rise up, especially now that Allmark's in. He's not quite what Swayman is at the moment in between the pipes for the Bruins. Uh, Not easy to bet against Boston right now, but I think things set up nicely here for the Kings. So I'm going to go in a bunch of different ways here. I'm going to take a little LA, plus 145 first period, plus 175 full game money line, And because I think the first 20 minutes where I could see Boston kind of skating in quicksand and really, really just struggling to get to their game early, uh, I'm also going to look at L.A. to score the first goal uh, in this game. That's another prop that I really like. So make sure you shop around. You can find that. Uh, A lot of books offer you that chance to to bet the uh, team to score the first goal uh, in the game. I think that would be the LA Kings here. I think they have a chance to get out to an early lead. Obviously, remembering what happened just one week ago when they hosted uh, the Boston Bruins at the Crypto.com Arena, and it was as ugly as it got for the Kings. Uh, And they've rallied since then, though. They could have beat Dallas, and then they beat Columbus, and they beat uh, Buffalo back-to-back. So I think we got a live dog here, especially early in the game. So Kings to score first, Kings first period money line, Kings full game money line here. Uh, sprinkle on all three evenly, uh, even amounts on all three of those bets for me. Uh in this one, Alex, uh LA and Boston.
3: Yeah, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before we got on air and we kind of think of the same direction with this. Like I said, LA uh and I mentioned this when he like I said these two teams played, you know, that they would be on the, the road trip and would end it in Boston. And sure enough, that having that kind of a of a defining uh beat down at home. It's got to be fresh on their minds and, and, you know, playing a Boston team that's been playing some good hockey, even after that big blowout win, uh, you know, it's the Kings team that kind of, you know, needs to keep that momentum going no matter who they're playing at this point, they need to get points. Uh, That's going to be the the mantra for every Pacific division team at this point. So I like the Kings to score first. I got that at plus 130. I'm also going to take a small shot, probably not even a full unit, probably a half unit with the first period over. One and a half. I know that's not something that the Kings have cashed in a lot with. But, like you said, the situation kind of dictates where we could see higher scoring early, especially if Boston doesn't have their feet under them right away. They give up that first goal. We know they're the kind of team that can kind of you know bounce back and, and even things up. We've seen that happen a lot with them over the years. And Boston's one of my favorite teams to bet live, honestly. Uh, so next to score props will be something I'll be looking at a lot in this game. But, like uh, the said, Kings the score first. And if you can't grab that pregame – a lot of books will let you play that live in game. So basically just get, you know, uh, next to score. and It'll be the first goal and you should still see a plus uh, value with LA.
0: Yeah. As far as props, because I will have some props in this game. There's a lot of good things to talk about. Obviously the top line Bergeron, Marchand, DeBrusque. I'm not going to say, don't look at those three guys from a prop from a point standpoint or to score a goal, especially DeBrusque. Uh, we know that uh, he's showcasing what he can do for the trade deadline coming up. Uh, no question, although we're starting, as Jimmy said a few days ago, should Boston even trade him now with uh, what we've seen from him in uh, recent days? But uh, still, you're going to get that effort from him. Here's one that I mentioned to Alex before the show. You know who stepped up? He's now been centering the second line for Boston. Eric Howell with Hall and Pasternak. Eric Howell has had a point in five straight games, and he's plus money, plus 115 to get a point tonight. For the uh, Boston Bruins. So I think that is something you can take advantage of. Again, the odds makers aren't adjusting points props uh, or prices on them for a guy like Eric Hallow. They just don't pay that much attention. They don't. All right. So these are things you can take advantage of when you see a guy now that's had five straight games with at least a point for the uh, Boston Bruins. So there's an option for you, even to score a goal because he did find the back of the net, although a few of those were assist points that he had, but definitely that's an option for you. And for the LA Kings, it's going to be the same guys we count on. It's Adrian Kempe. is always a threat to score for them. He's always a good look in terms of points, props as well. Uh, Even you can go over one and a half points on Kempe tonight and get a really nice plus price. I think that's a good value bet from a player prop standpoint tonight in this game and keep an eye on the lineup for the Kings. Victor Arvidsson suffered an injury yesterday against Buffalo left the game He's doubt, doubtful or at least questionable at best to play tonight against the Bruins. If he doesn't play, they've tapped in. They've tapped this guy that's just been called up from the American Hockey League, Jarrett Anderson Dolan, to be on that top line tonight. But not, not just calling him up and putting him in the lineup if Arvidsson doesn't play, but putting him on the top line on the left wing side along with Kopitar and Kempe on that top line for the Kings. The problem is we see at a lot of books. A guy gets called up and first game, a lot of them don't add props for that player uh, in time for that first game. So I'm I'm concerned we're not going to get props for Jared Anderson Dolan tonight for L.A. if he's in the lineup. But if you happen to find them, there's a player maybe you can target here for the L.A. Kings. Just comes out from the eight and he's got numbers in the AHL. He's been putting up numbers. He's been great down there. Thirty seven points in thirty nine games with Ontario uh, in the AHL. It's Ontario, California, of course for you knuckleheads out there uh but yeah um definitely he's been producing down there in the ahl so uh definitely uh, impressive to see uh, how he's gotten the offense going there and he's going to be put in a prime spot maybe to get it going here immediately playing on a top line if he's in the lineup if arvidson doesn't go he'd be on the top line tonight with kopitar and kempe based on line combinations at morning skate Uh, for the L.A. Kings. Jimmy, what do you think here? L.A. and your boss and Boston Bruins here off this road trip?
1: Yeah, I'm right with you guys. I I just don't like this spot for the Bruins at all. I think it's a great situational spot for the L.A. Kings. you got, like you said, the built-in motivation to avenge that debacle of a game against the Bruins last week. So that's there and then the Bruins coming in, flying high, feeling good about themselves. They just got home. You know, they're off the long road trip. Just does not have the recipe for success when you look at it from a Bruins standpoint. So I'm with you, but I'm going to take it a step further. Give me the Bruins in regulation. I mean, excuse me, the Kings in regulation to beat the Bruins here. Uh, I also like the Kings in the first period. And I'm going to go on that one with you, Ian. The Kings to score the first goal. Uh, So those are my three for this game.
0: There you go. It sounds like we're lining up, Jimmy and I, and Alex likes the uh, first period uh, as well. Again, Craig Smith uh, to score a goal. I mean, I actually took Craig Smith to score a goal the other night, and it came through. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's definitely been fitting in nicely right now, finding, some, finding a little groove, and we know he's kind of a streaky player. Right now he's on the good side uh, of that streak and uh, definitely chipping in at the moment for the uh, Bruins. Uh, and uh, even though he's playing with Frederick and Coyle, we've seen him uh, obviously uh, get – things going a little bit offensively all right next up Florida Buffalo Florida minus 330 uh, road favorites how about this total seven for the most part now across the board still a couple books have six and a half but most uh, places have moved to seven in this game after opening six and a half and uh, you can understand why that is the Florida Panthers certainly uh, a lot of games they basically go over this total or close to it by themselves Uh, we know this team's capable of exploding every night six goals they scored against Detroit uh, on Saturday uh, in a 6 to 2 victory uh, over the Red Wings uh, Buffalo shut out by uh, the LA Kings uh, yesterday 3 nothing you got to give a lot of credit to LA that was a very good uh, very good and, and impressive uh, sh- showing by them in terms of defensive hockey once they got the lead i thought it was pretty good they didn't really give buffalo any time and space they really didn't give buffalo any openings uh, offensively uh, the kind of road game that wins you in the pl- games in the playoffs as well. So it was a really nice performance by LA uh, in that game to bring it home. So we'll see how uh, Florida or Buffalo bounces back in this one, Florida uh, off the uh, big win against Detroit. That's now two uh, back-to-back victories for them against Detroit and Ottawa, but they've got Pittsburgh coming up tomorrow night. And is this a little dicey spot for them? And they're laying it. They're laying a massive number and, should they win this game? Absolutely. We know they're better than Buffalo, hands down. Uh, they've won. They've only won though two of the last five meetings against the Sabers. If you actually look, Buffalo's been a bit of a thorn in their side uh, the last uh, few meetings. Uh, earlier this year, they only met once. Earlier this year is down in Florida, seven to four in favor of the uh, Panthers. Obviously, that game goes way over the total. Uh, it looks like it'll be Craig Anderson tonight in net for the Sabers, although not confirmed yet. I would expect it to be. Uh, because of the fact we saw uh, Dustin Tokarski uh, against the LA Kings, so I'd expect uh, Anderson to be the guy tonight for Buffalo. Spencer Knight recalled from the American Hockey League, and he's back with this team. Uh, obviously, this is one of those situations where they've tried to get his head straight, try to get him right, get him in a better, uh, more confident frame of mind, and we're going to see if uh, that work that they've done with him—you know, t- putting him uh, down in the minors for a bit—pays some dividends here. Uh, against the uh, Buffalo Sabres will we see Spencer Knight that kind of struggled up and down inconsistent before uh, his recent hiatus from the team or now that he's back and in the net tonight are we seeing Spencer Knight that could be the future uh, and the pillar in net for the Florida Panthers for a very long period of time we know he's got that kind of skill that kind of capability and and that kind of talent that's probably the reason why I'm kind of shying away on the total usually i'm always interested in a florida over i cast one with detroit the other night but it was six and a half it's up to seven now i get a kind of a a, a feeling in the the gut kind of feel here for me that spencer knight's going to play well uh, in this game tonight against buffalo we'll see on the at the same point in time panthers have the big showdown with pittsburgh tomorrow night uh that's significant they're laying too big of a price for me to endorse them here. This is probably more of a props game for me than side or total. I'd lean maybe toward uh, the over, but just a lean at seven. I'm looking more at props. Skinner, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, that top line. I keep mentioning them. You could look in those directions. If you're going to actually look at some other Sabres, there are a couple that are worth mentioning. Olafson's starting to really get things going a little bit for the Sabres. And Kyle Ocposo. Game in and game out, he's getting chances. He scored in a majority of his games lately, and you can get still like plus three fifty in a lot of spots for him to score a goal right now for the Buffalo Sabers. I mean, when you look at Ocposo, six of the last ten games he scored a goal uh, for the uh, Sabers, which has been impressive. Uh, for and you can still get plus three fifty, you know, on him to score a goal. Six of the last ten, uh, he scored a goal. Uh, three of the last five games, he's also found the back of the net for the Sabres. And again, you're talking about a guy that's plus 350. You know, as far as Florida goes, Sam Bennett, uh, I, th- I think you're thinking Sam Reinhardt, Kyle Spencer's revenge game. Reinhardt's the guy that there's two Sams on Florida. Reinhardt's the guy that used to play for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So you're thinking Sam Reinhardt, I think. Absolutely, Sam Reinhardt's worth a look. Points, goals, goal score prop. You know, I'm coming back to on Florida as well. Mason. Marchment. Double M. It's time to invest in Marchment paper. Uh, It absolutely is. Uh, Mason Marchment, like I did the other night, took a goal score prop with him against Detroit. Uh, Anton Lindell is another option if you want to go to the bargain bin on Florida players. A lot of good options. Great prop game. Uh, more than anything for me than uh, betting the side or betting the total, uh, Alex. What do you think here, at Panther Savers? Yeah, the
3: only thing I lean with here would be Panthers puck line in the first period. You can get that at even money or even plus a dollar five, uh, laying the half a goal here. It just feels like this could be one of those games where Florida just jumps out and gets to gets a good start. Even though Buffalo, they like said, been you know a bit feisty of late, had you know some back to back wins, but. This just seems like Florida's – I mean, they're clearly a superior team over Buffalo. I think this is one of those games where that kind of clicks in and wakes up, and they kind of realize that a little bit early. As far as totals go, obviously we're seeing a seven for the full game. That means we're seeing a two for the first period. Uh, if you like those, I obviously suggest playing those in-game, but I'm going to stay away from that. As opposed to the other seven, we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, that This is one I don't want anything to do with the total. i just I'll lean with Panthers on the puck line in the first.
0: By the way, Alex Tuck's day-to-day, I should mention that. He left yesterday's game with an injury for Buffalo. And, of course, he's been on the top line with Skinner and Thompson. Uh, but if he doesn't play, I'm seeing in the morning line rushes, guys, that Ocposo is going to be elevated likely to that top line if Tuck doesn't go tonight. So it's going to be maybe Ocposo with Thompson and Skinner uh, in this game tonight, which would make me even look toward maybe over on goal as well with Ocposo because, you're going to, he's going to have more, even more opportunities probably to find the uh, back of the net uh, and to get more shots, more opportunities, if that's the case. And, and like I said, when it comes to Poso, you look at the numbers lately, he has scored in the last six, ga- five games, he scored five points, three goals uh, in the last five games. He, he's been a, a very good bargain uh, point guy and goal scorer, prop player for Buffalo. And again, in Florida, you can always go in different directions. The one guy I'd actually stay away from for Florida right now, at least for goal scoring, is Huberto. Huberto is kind of cold right now uh, offensively, even though Florida is scoring goals in bunches. You know, it's been kind of weird to see how they're scoring so well as a team, and Huberto not so much in terms of goals. But that's okay when you got Barkov rolling. It's okay when you got Bennett and Reinhardt and Mason Marchment going nuts lately, scoring goals for the Florida Panthers. You got more than enough. Duclair got on the scoreboard the other night. He's had a terrific bounce back year. Uh, Bennett, uh, who I already mentioned, Reinhardt again facing his former team. This is just get have some fun with this game. You know, don't go crazy with the amount or the unit sizes because obviously these are props. These are player props. They're streaky. You're not going to win them all. You're going to have little cold streaks betting them. But this is definitely one of those games where you could have some fun maybe and look at some player props because there's a lot of juicy tantalizing options uh, on both sides. Jimmy, what do you think here? Florida Buffalo.
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't really picked all my props there yet. And I'm definitely going to get involved with that because this is a great prop game, like you say, but as far as the the game itself goes, uh, I'm actually looking at the team total over for the Buffalo Sabers in this. I I, I think that we do get, we do hit seven uh, in this. And I think Buffalo is going to do their part. Um, I don't think they're going to win, but I like that. And I'm going to go with Alex though. On their, uh, you know, the the puck line for Florida in the first period there, because really the only way to bet Florida to win anything, that's the best value you're going to get right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just it's too much. It's too much. And, and there is that chance that, you know, they get a, lot of, a little cocky within the game, but I think they come out pretty decent in the first period and take it. So those are my two plays right now.
0: Yeah. And by the way, Chris Otto on Twitter, he's now included first period team totals, first period team, uh, both teams to score charts. Uh, Those are things that I've, those are markets, derivative markets that I have really been looking at more often lately. They're great. He's done more great work from Chris Otto. uh, Nothing new there. Uh, He's done just terrific uh, work, just tracking all of that for us this year. Uh, I'm going to jump in on that. I'm going to make that an official play. I said I didn't have an official side or total. I now do. I I like both teams to score first period here, plus 140. I like that. Uh, Florida's leading the league in both teams to score uh, in the first period, 52% for the season in in Florida Panthers games that both teams have scored a goal uh, in the opening period. Buffalo, after being shut out at home to LA yesterday, I think they're going to be an onus to get on the scoreboard early in this game. Florida, obviously, I, th- I think their chances are pretty damn good. They'll find their way to a goal uh, in the opening period. So plus 140, both teams to score first period. I think that's a great way to go here. If you'd think that the total now is too rich at seven, pretty much across the board. Uh, Andrew McGinnis uh, with us now uh, here on the uh, Monday show. Andrew, welcome in. Uh, what do you think of Florida
2: Buffalo? Great to be here, guys. Um, you know, I think it, you know similar to what you, you know Jimmy was saying. And uh, apparently what Alex was saying too, is that, um, you know, these first period puck lines have so much value Obviously, it's you're only getting twenty minutes to get there, which is why you're getting a better price. But um I think Florida, you know they they have been actually known to have slow starts. and even though they're a good first period over team, as uh, Chris would tell us, um, I, I think that they they won't take Buffalo lightly. But then the other side of it is too. I love what Jimmy said about that team total for Buffalo because it's something that I've liked to do with with opportunities like this when you see such a mismatch, you know, a minus three thirty because how often, you know, do you see a game like this and, you know, something like 6-3, right? And, you know, you don't have to worry about what the other team is doing. You get that underdog to get there with your team total. Um, but I do think the Panthers get it done. I think they have a good start to the game. Um, and I think the first period for me is going to be my favorite play here. Um, I think Buffalo can contribute, but you talk about it being a prop game. And I, I really, truly think that if you like Buffalo in any way, shape or form, you should just be betting props because it's a lot more predictable with the Sabres, who's going to make an impact than it is for Florida. I think we all can agree on that. You know, if Buffalo has a good game, there's a handful of guys we know that are going to be contributing. Whereas if Florida has a good game tonight, we could all pick our favorite goal scorer and they could all not score. And and Florida could still score four goals. You know, that's how deep they are. Yeah. So um I think first period for Florida is the play here.
0: All right, first period. That would be first period puck line, which you can get plus 105, plus 110 with that. Yeah, don't food.
2: sign me up for the money line, please, in the first period.
0: Yeah, just a little too rich. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a, it's a big price, absolutely. it's uh, Obviously, the full game uh, is minus 330. Uh, the first period, if you're interested, by the way, is minus 220 uh, for Florida. So even that's not a very good uh, price either. So, yeah, minus a half is the way you got to go. All right, Toronto-Columbus. We've got the uh, Leafs and the Jackets here. The Leafs minus 220, road favorites. Uh, this total is just like the, we mentioned with the Buffalo-Florida game. We've seen this total open six and a half, and it's pretty much gone to seven pretty much everywhere. And uh, once again, I understand uh, the Leafs keep talking about their uh, defensive. They keep getting asked about you know the defensive issues, the struggles of their goaltending, particularly uh, Jack Campbell. Look, I've been slow to totally get concerned about Jack Campbell. Because I think in a lot of these games, he's had some bad puck luck, some bad play in front of him, uh, a few bad breaks. And he had a couple bad breaks against Vancouver. But at the same time, man, they, they're peppering Demko. They're at playing a good game. Austin Matthews is all over the ice. And again, like I mentioned yesterday when we recapped the Vancouver-Toronto game, next time you see Austin Matthews go two games without a goal and everybody reacts like the sky is falling, you bet on Matthews the next game. He's he's uncanny in terms of stopping the bleeding and a two-game skid without a goal. He seems to bust out in that third game, and he did that yet again uh, against Vancouver with two goals in that game. So it's definitely a trend that I've noticed, something to keep in mind. He just doesn't go more than two games without doing anything, uh, essentially. So uh, keep that in mind. But Toronto had the offense. Toronto had a good game against Vancouver at that end of the ice, but just everything that Vancouver was throwing at the net seemed to go in. And Jack Campbell's being questioned again about where his confidence is. So issues galore for Toronto. Uh, They're going to go with Mrazik tonight. They're going to save Campbell for the back-to-back at home to Seattle tomorrow night. Uh, That's the way they've uh, chosen to do it. Uh, Merzlikens is going to be a net for the uh, Blue Jackets. Much like Florida Buffalo, have some fun with some props in a game like this. Take a Michael Bunting, who's a road machine in terms of scoring goals. All of his goals, most of his goals have been on the road. It's uncanny how it's like that for him. Uh, but obviously he's on the prop list for me tonight. Michael Bunting over points and to score a goal. And again, take your shot with some of these over one and a half points on some of these players, especially in these games that project to be high scoring when these games are lined at six and a half or seven from a totals perspective. They're obviously games we expect goals in. There's great games to maybe look at an over one and a half points at a great plus price. Take your chance instead of just one point, you know, at even money or you got to lay a price with some players just to get a point. So great game to do that with Lion A for Columbus, Bjork strand for Columbus. It goes without saying, I mean, what Lion A is doing is incredible. What's he got? 26 points in 16 games. I mean, it's just incredible. The pace he's on right now, Uh, him to score a goal, him from a point prop perspective, Uh, Definitely something I would consider in this game. No question about that. Uh, You could go with a bunch of different ways. Voracek's been good for points lately as well for the uh, Blue Jackets. On the Toronto side, like I mentioned, Bunting certainly stands out. Someone to look at. Could you even buy low with Tavares, who finally scored the other night against Vancouver? And maybe that gets the piano off his back uh, and everything that's cost him. You know, he's been playing with very little offensive confidence lately. He finally scored the other night. Uh, does he uh, really get uh, going after that? So if you want to buy into that theory a little bit, you could look at Tavares in terms of goal score props tonight as well. Uh, but this is definitely one of those games where you can uh, take a lot shot with a bunch of different uh, player props. Uh, no question about that. Unlike the Florida-Buffalo game, where I kind of pumped the brakes a little on the full game over, I did bet this at 6.5 uh, overnight this morning. It's gone to 7. If you can find 6.5 or you want to wait till in-game to get it, and maybe get a scoreless first five minutes, the Alex B special, Uh, maybe you wait five minutes, get a better number and price. I wouldn't talk you out of that, but uh, definitely think this game can still go over the total. I mean, we've seen two Blue Jackets Leafs games, 5-2 and 4-3, where the final scores both went over the total. Uh, Jackets trending over, Leafs trending over. They keep talking about fixing the defense, keep waiting for the goaltending to step up and Still, they're having to play a lot more high-scoring games. The Minnesota game was really an anomaly for the Leafs when you look back uh, at their recent play. So, in terms of that being low-scoring. So, like the over. uh, And uh, if you didn't get six and a half, maybe wait till in-game in the first few minutes to get a better price and number. Uh, Alex at Toronto-Columbus.
3: Yeah, you hit nailed it right on the head. I'm waiting in-game for this one. And it's funny, I saw six and a half, uh, but even then I was still going to wait. I didn't expect this one to climb right to seven, but... And this is the thing, I talked about this before when we see twos with these first periods. If you do wait in-game to try to get a better number. So far, what I've noticed with a couple of games that have been sevens, seven goes away pretty fast. It drops to six and a half, where you'd be laying somewhere in the range of $1.80, $1.85. And then it starts trickling down. You won't really be able to find a six, necessarily. depends on your book. I know most books, once it drops from six and a half, it'll go straight down to five and a half. So this is one where you might have to go and grab six and a half at plus money. Or if, you know, you see him where the pace is awfully, really slow that first, maybe let's say go eight to 10 minutes without a goal, then you'll be able to get a five and a half. So that's the way I'm, I'm approaching that. I kind of tweeted about it earlier. Uh, I definitely will be playing this game for a full unit, but it would be in game on the over.
0: Yeah, definitely good advice there. Jimmy, uh, leave some blue jackets.
1: I mean, look, I, I started this show off by railing into the Leafs. And I, to, to, to say this is a must win sounds crazy maybe but does it really sound that crazy for the way things have been going for the Toronto Maple Leafs lately I gotta go with them I'm gonna go with the Leafs on the puck line here because I think they finally get it together and they finally just play with some pride you know it's the same thing we were talking about with the Oilers and we'll get to that later but these are two teams that really need to start approaching every game like it's do or die
0: yeah no doubt and uh, again with Matthews uh, off the Schneide, you could go Matthews again for props tonight yep. as well, because it seems like, is he really going to stop, you know, at, at just one game, you know, pump the brakes now? He had the two yeah. games without a goal and he had two the other night. Now he's just going to pump the brakes and go back into a tailspin tonight. No, usually when he gets out of a little funk, he goes a, two or three, four games in a row where he's contributing nightly. So uh, that's something to maybe uh, consider as well uh, for this game. I, I understand what Jimmy's saying with the Leaf spin. And I don't, I and mean, I'm not. I'm not betting the side in this game. I'm not because it does feel like Toronto should win this, but I'd actually take Columbus at the plus money before I take Toronto. Yeah. I honestly would. Uh, that's how, you know, unsure of myself. I am with the Leafs right now. Andrew, what do you think? Toronto? You.
2: Yeah. Well, it's kind of fun guys. Like I, I did my show earlier today and uh, we pretty much spent the first 10 minutes of the show ripping on the Leafs, which is what it sounds like you guys did today. And then I did my buy and sell segment and my buy team for this week was actually the Leafs. So it was kind of funny to rip on a team and then, you know, say the future's bright, but I'm going to include this game in this, but you look at their schedule coming up, they've got some pretty, you know, they've got some layups, uh, supposed layups anyway, coming up supposed in their schedule. And I told you guys,
1: there's no layups for them yeah, or the
2: Raptors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> should be, should be layups, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and lately I have been, like I told you, trying to get more, be more of a schedule watcher. Um, so look, there's so many cliche terms that get thrown around this industry. And one of them is revenge spot. And I think that there's so many different things that go into that, but this one has to be taken into account. The last time these two teams met, we were actually out doing a bet cast yep. and you know, they blew the lead. And we all I don't want and they to never speak.
0: touched the puck in overtime. Yeah. Columbus won the opening faceoff I, I wasn't gonna in drag overtime. you down Ryan with me. Rips Ian, one but, and it's over. Yep.
2: I wasn't gonna drag you down with me, but me and Ian both grabbed them going yeah. into overtime. And uh, that you know, that was all she wrote, like Ian just said. But I think like you know, allowing eleven goals the last two games, um, you know, seeing what, what they've been doing recently, goal production-wise, and then taking the take into account that it passed three weeks ago. Columbus you know, came back on them, scored in overtime to win. Mm-hmm. Now they're on the road. Like The storyline couldn't be better here, and I know that storylines don't always make for a happy ending, but when I look at this Columbus team, they had a four-game winning streak. Two of those were against Florida and Toronto. Since then, they've gone 1-4 the last five games. The goal production and their depth has really fallen off. So, you know, I, I like the Leafs tonight, too. Uh, I think they will get to get it done, but I really like what Alex was saying and what you were saying there too, Ian, because I have a feeling that this game's going to start slow. And and I really think that we're going to see our, the first goal of this game with about five minutes to go in the first period. And if you don't wait, if you wait to jump in a little bit before that, you'll be able to get a five and a half or a six or you know, something like that, because there's going to be a hesitant uh, smell in the air tonight. And, and kind of a defensive, you know, smell in the air, I think from both these teams, And let's not, let's not, you know, uh, the elephant in the room, of course, is the Leafs. But let's be honest here. Every single sports better loved Columbus last week. Nobody Mm -hmm. loves them anymore. You know, it's a short memory in this business. And they just went one and four the last five games. So, yeah. So the
1: other thing to point out two guys, too, on the Columbus perspective, too, I didn't even think of this. But as you were talking, I did, Andrew, it's just where they're coming from in their last game. Look, that was an emotional roller coaster of a night for the Columbus Blue Jackets. They retire Rick Nash Nash. Yep. Then they hang and go toe to toe with the Bruins and tie it up in the end, and, and, and but then they can't seal the deal in the shootout. So you mm. wonder where are they mentally right now? Uh, so might be kind of a prime spot for an emotional letdown there uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I
2: didn't realize this guy is the Leafs are the number one faceoff team in the league. I had no idea. I did not realize that.
1: That's awesome, Matthews. And, and
2: yeah, Matthews. Yeah. So as far as possessions go. I mean, that's really good for, for the Leafs. And, and if they want to work on better defense, you'd think that if you're the number one team in face-offs, it would kind of help prevent some goals. But yeah. uh, hopefully it does tonight here, guys. And and yeah. and this I just want to say this. For everybody out there that thinks I hate the Leafs, that should tell you this play is, is, is a strong play. Because if I, you, if, you know... Yeah, if someone that's always shitting on Brady the Leafs
1: I hate them, I do.
2: Yeah, 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 I do. But I'm trying to make some money tonight on them.
0: <laughs> well, it's because your betting opinion is not your fan opinion. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as a Canadians fan, anybody hates the Leafs, but it's not <laughs> yeah. that can't formulate. So you know the betting opinion.
2: Well, like yeah. my friends today, I sent them. I was like, "Yeah, I like the Leafs today," and they're like, "Wait, what? You're betting yeah. the Leafs?" I'm like, "Yeah." I don't give a shit who the team is I'm trying to make some money. <laughs>
0: Just trying to pick what the, we think the right spot, the right play is, you know, on a game in and game out basis, doesn't matter about allegiances or who you love and who you hate as a fan. Uh, it's about doing your job and doing our jobs and that's betting and handicapping and trying to give winning information and winning advice. And you bet any team you think fits that mold, regardless of who they are uh, on a daily basis. So, uh, great stuff that's a great comment and it's great to remember that that uh, just because we hate teams personally from a fan standpoint we've got you know obviously a rivalry montreal with toronto doesn't mean uh it's a we bet against the leafs and we only bet against the leafs it's not the way it works.
2: i'd say alex like since the day i met alex he has the best read on the hawks like i i I don't bet that many halves games like I respect the hell out of you, Alex, because you'll bet on the Hawks the one night and then two nights later you have a top up. play fade in them. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, and that, that's—I've no
3: always believed that. Like, if you follow a team close enough, you should have a read on them, good or bad. I, honestly, you know, it, in fact, even not to lead into tomorrow, but I kind of mentioned it to Ian off air. Like, like, I see the Hawks as a favorite tomorrow. Like, the first thing that that popped in my head was probably going to play Anaheim. <laughs> so you know you have to you have to kind of like say you know i I, I love my team and, and you can still love your team, but you you know when it comes to betting money and, and trying to win, you have to kind of
1: put that aside. Yeah,
0: that's hundred percent true. Uh Colorado Avalanche will look to put aside a tough overtime loss uh, to Calgary okay. the other night. What a game that was, huh? That was. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'll get to that in just a second because we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, let yeah. us see
1: that in the playoffs. Yeah, that's
0: what I was thinking. Watching that on Saturday night, Colorado and New York Islanders. Colorado minus two ten road favorites, five and a half the total. Uh, there was a lot of competition for me, my uh, viewing eyes uh, on Saturday night. I mean, I was watching a lot of the hockey. The college basketball conference tournaments are going on. Uh, the, the Coach K, you know, Puke Fest was going on earlier in the night. Uh, you know, UFC. You've got, uh, yeah, the UFC was uh, a pay per view which I was watching intently as well uh, it was a very busy, uh, Saturday night. So, but I, I just ended up getting so transfixed on this Calgary game. Cause it was that good. I mean, that Calgary, Colorado game was magnificent. The breakneck pace from start to finish back and forth. It went great goaltending uh, from, uh, and look, Francois uh, had to come in, of course, for the uh, avalanche uh, in that one. And of course we've had, uh, uh, great goaltending from Vladar even in a surprise start. We were surprised that Dan Vladar was in that that night for uh, Calgary, a late uh, decision to start him and uh, got rewarded. He played good in the third and Johnny Gaudreau wins it in overtime. It had an incredible fight, heavyweight tilt between Milan Lucic and Curtis McDermott. It had everything uh, that game uh, on Saturday night. So Colorado loses that. They're trying to bounce back here. I keep saying good teams that are that, that, that are ready to play will beat the Islanders. And, you know, that's Probably the way I think here in this game. I mean, I'm not ready to trust the Islanders, what, because they beat St. Louis uh, on Saturday, and credit to them, they did, uh, two to one. But we're going to go back to that same issue I've got with the Islanders time and time again, and especially lately. The New York Islanders can't win two in a row. They cannot follow up. They cannot withstand prosperity. That's what it is with the New York Islanders. They can't. They have a good thing happen to them, and they don't get it done the next time out. It has been a repeated concern and problem for them. They're now 0-7, their last seven games after a victory. 0-7 in that spot. And here they are again after the win against St. Louis in a spot where they're trying to, once again, to try to finally win two in a row. They've not been able to do that. Uh, I would only look Colorado in regulation here. Uh, in this one, if I'm getting involved in it, I'm, I'm on the fence. I don't know if I will, uh, but I'm leaning that way. Fransos and Varlamov, by the way, are going to be the uh, goalies here for the uh, uh, for their respective teams tonight. And for Varlamov, I'm telling you what, four goals in each of his last two starts. And he hasn't played a lot here the last uh, few weeks. He was out from February 9th to 24th, came back, started against L.A. They lost five two. he gave up four goals, gave up four goals to Vancouver. Last time he played in a four-three loss, so he's not got a whole lot of confidence, and he hasn't played a whole lot the last month. Not a not a good combination, if you ask me, for a starting goaltender. Uh, So I would lean Colorado in regulation. This is a good prop game, too, uh, in my opinion. You got to go to Andre Burakovsky. This guy is just a streaky goal scorer. We've talked about this now multiple games. When he starts scoring, it usually keeps up for a few games, and he's got the uh, got it rolling again for the Avalanche after an extended goal drought. Uh, So Burakovsky to score a goal. And I'm going to look at points and to score a goal for Devon Taves, the defenseman for the Avalanche, against his former team. He's been registering the points lately. You actually look at Devon Taves in recent games for the Avalanche. This guy has developed a massive offensive upside. We looked at him before with the Islanders. Stay at home, shut down defensemen, not a ton offensively. Well, that's not the case with Colorado, probably because they allow their defensemen to activate and get involved in the offense so much. Uh, But you look at these last few games for Devon Taves, he's got six points in the last five games and a couple of goals as well. So uh, points and goal prop for uh, Devon Taves, I think good value there for the Avalanche tonight. Uh, Alex, uh, your thoughts here, Avalanche Islanders?
3: Yeah, the closest thing I've been looking to to bet with this would be Avalanche and regulation, but I don't think it's going to make my card tonight. Uh, Like I said, most of the things I like are are in-game spots. Uh, But like I said, Islanders haven't been able to really win two in a row this is a team you just can't trust, especially when they're stepping up in class with a team like Colorado. We just saw the Avalanche beat them six days ago, uh, so this to definitely be a spot where I would probably maybe look maybe look to grab a better price in game uh, with the with the regulation spot later one one thirty. You can get that to one ten or even money. Uh, something I don't do often with in game price. I usually try to wait for a team to go down and get a plus price. Uh, But I might just wait a few minutes and grab a better price for them in regulation. I don't like anything as far as pregame goes. And I just want to see how the Avalanche respond. Maybe, you know, going east coast and playing a team they already kind of handled a bit. Maybe they kind of get off to a a sluggish start. So I want to just observe that first before making any
0: wages. And by the way, the Avalanche, a rare two-game losing streak for them. Uh, Arizona, of course, before that Calgary game, they lost that one as well. Uh, so two losses in a row, they've only lost three in a row once this year. And it was all the way back in October, uh, when this Colorado team lost three games in a row, it was October 16th, the 19th and the 21st against St. Louis, Washington, and Florida. Uh, they lost all three of those games. So, uh, we'll see, uh, if they can avoid a three game skid tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here at Colorado, New York Islanders?
1: Well, yeah. Look, this this kind of feels like not a good spot for the Avalanche, even though I know that you know they're going to be hungry, like you said, after losing two in a row. But uh, I don't know how much I like this this game for them. I'm going to stay away from that. What I am going to do is do a prop on one of them, though, and that's Devin Taves uh, to get a point at least in this game. He seems to like playing like playing against his old mates last week. So I think he does it again here, especially returning uh, to New York, first time back and and first time in this new arena there. So. I like him to get a point.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely it's, It stood out to me that Taves could be involved in the uh, uh, production uh, tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche, no question. And yes, John X, good point. I did see that. Colorado does have a, a house of horrors uh, element to them here in the, on the island, 1-11 in, uh, in their last 12 uh, against the Islanders on the roads. So that's a pretty bad track record. But, you know, all things created equal, you're, you should get Colorado focused here. We'll see if that's the case. Andrew, uh, what do you think here?
2: You know what, like I, I, I've been saying about the situational spots. Uh, some people might call me crazy for saying this, but it's that much of a difference to me if they're coming off a win or coming off a loss that I'm betting this game. Really, that's it. Like, honestly, even though it's an overtime game and a game against a great team, it makes that much of a difference to me in my betting uh, for me to bet this game or not. And because they lost, I'm taking them in the first period puck line, uh, similar to an earlier game we talked about. Uh, where I think that's the best way I can find value. So I'm looking at that. And I also like the first period over one and a half.
0: All right, there we go. That's Colorado first period puck line for Andrew. uh, Minus a half, plus 135, and also uh, first period over here at a good price. Minus 120 because the Islanders are involved. That's Mm -hmm. exactly why. And if you really think Colorado comes out and storms the Islanders in this one, which isn't always a given because the Islanders try to really tighten it up, play conservative, and they've kind of gotten back to that the last, certainly the St. Louis game. That looked like the old Islanders again. You know, solid defensive effort, good goaltending from Sorokin. Uh, in that game against the Blues, that looked like the Islanders' blueprint to win hockey games. They're probably try to replicate that tonight, but it won't be as easy against Colorado. But if you think Colorado can storm them early, you could even go with a one and a half team total over first period Colorado at like plus two hundred. Or even more than that, really big price on that. uh, If you are uh, tempted to look in that direction and get a pretty solid number with it, all right. Final game of this Friday or this Monday card, uh, this five game slate the Battle of Alberta back on tonight. uh, The Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. Uh, We've got Calgary right now, currently uh, minus 220 uh, home favorites. Uh, The total uh, in this one, six and a half. Uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, This is a fascinating matchup. You've got, obviously, Calgary uh, playing after the big win against Colorado. That was a much-anticipated, hyped-up game. Uh, It certainly was on Hockey Night in Canada Saturday night. They kept talking about how big of a game it was for both teams, and it certainly delivered the goods. It was a phenomenal hockey game, no question about that. But Calgary got the win in that game. It's it's hard to believe that you could look after a win like that and say you're playing – your provincial rivals, is that a lesser game? I don't think so. I think they can pump themselves back up. It's Edmonton, and it's Edmonton that's beaten Calgary twice this year. Edmonton's actually won the two meetings head-to-head so far this year, Oilers versus Flames. So if anything, I think Calgary should still uh, have a significant amount of focus here uh, for this matchup against the Oilers. When I first looked at this game overnight, I was kind of making a case for Edmonton, and now I see their blue line and the state of it potentially going into this game and it's like how can i take this team on the road against this calgary squad right now with this blue line with what we're seeing with it at the moment it's in tatters it's in shambles we know chris russell's been their best stay at home defenseman he's been out for a while uh tyson barry's now been placed on ir he's had a better defensive season and we know what he does in terms of power play quarterbacking it uh puck movement generating offense from the back end he's out Evan Bouchard's day to day, and they've gotten. He's another guy they use on the power play. He may, may not play. He's day to day for the Oilers tonight. And as we mentioned just earlier, when we recap the uh, Oilers a little bit, uh, they've got to play guys that just can't play top four pair minutes or top four defensive minutes uh, on the top two pairs. Cody Ceci's not a top pair defenseman, and yet they got him up there with Darnell Nurse right now because of all the uh, uh, cluster uh, absences that are, they're dealing with along the blue line. So. It's definitely a concern right now for Edmonton, and they've got to ask more from a bunch of young guys that may not necessarily be ready for the increased responsibility and minutes and time on ice. You know, they need to get more from Duncan Keith now at his age. Is he capable of ramping it back and turning back the clock? I'm not so sure, and he's just coming back from a recent injury. Nima Leinen, Lagason, Broberg, they're young guys. They're still developing, and you're going to have to give them more minutes. And now you got to shut down Calgary. You know, for the better part of the last month, have been uh, as uh, good offensively as uh, they possibly can be. I mean, scoring has not been an issue for the Flames. Four, four, five, seven. They had that debacle against Vancouver, which looks like an anomaly. And then before that, they scored three, two, six, six, five. I mean, this has been just a team lighting it up. Gaudreau, Kachuk, Mangiapane, uh, Lindholm. How do you not take Lindholm again? to score a goal right now with what he's doing for the Flames. So this is a props game for me. I was talking myself into Edmonton. I think it's a pretty high price for the Oilers, considering, you know, just how they have played well against Calgary. It's a rivalry. You know, it feels like it's always a close game with these two. I would still lean to Edmonton, but I'm gun shy because of their issues on the blue line right now. Tons of personnel issues, and that may not be a good thing on that blue line for Edmonton uh, going into this game. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'd lean over as well. And I, I was initially leaning under and it was because Markstrom's going to be a net for Calgary and it's going to be Koskinen who's been better lately for Edmonton. And, and that's why initially I was leaning under, but I don't bet unders when I see a team ripped apart by cluster absences on the blue line, that's an over situation or pass for me when I see that. So it kind of taught me out of the, uh, under when I saw how Edmonton's blue line definitely is a little bit shorthanded at the moment. So this is more of a prop game. Uh, McDavid dry over points one and a half. I'd look at that. Certainly Mangiapani and Lindholm, among others, for goal score props for Calgary. We'd look at that. Hyman to score a goal. Kane to score a goal for Edmonton because he's been fire feeling it a little bit lately as well. So good props game. A lot of uh, options I just gave you right there that I'll be looking at. Alex, what do you think here, Battle yeah. of Alberta?
3: Yeah, once again, it's another live game for me. I like the first period over here, but I'm not going to be laying two or even laying a fifty-five with the foot one and a half. I'm going to wait to jump in on that early. And also, I'm hoping that Edmonton can score the first goal. I'm not betting that, but that's my strategy. Is I'm hoping that get that first period over play in at a good price, that Edmonton scores, and then I can jump and grab Calgary money line lies because this is a Calgary team that's just been dominant at home. They won 11 of the last 12, uh, obviously, because Edmonton having uh, tons of issues with their blue line and, and their goaltending. And even though this is a rivalry game, we always see, like I said, back and forth battles. It's going to be chippy. We're going to probably see a lot of power play opportunities for both teams, a lot of four on four opportunities for both teams. Uh, but this is a Calgary team. You just can't simply fade right now when they're at home right now. They're in great form. So I'm hoping for, like I said, I'll be circling live, betting the first period over, hoping Edmonton can get that first goal and then looking to bet Calgary live after
0: that. Look in the same direction, believe it or not, that I did with uh, uh, Montreal and Calgary on Sat, which was just that Mo- Montreal-Calgary and Montreal-Edmonton. I mean, the Montreal Canadiens have given me some of the greatest joy from a betting standpoint in uh, a long time these last two games. I had a 6-0 and sweep in one game, one game Saturday night with Montreal and Edmonton. A 6-0 and sweep. Habs team total first period, Habs first period puck line, Habs first period money line, full game over, uh, Habs for the money line for the full game, Habs full game team total over two and a half. It was just one of those magical games where it was just – it was either – and if Montreal loses like four to one, it basically crushes me uh, in that game. But thankfully that didn't happen. I felt good about it with Edmonton coming off the road trip. Uh, Montreal people just not – paying attention from a, where they're pricing Montreal, how much better they've been under Marty St. Louis. They're 6-1 and one now uh, in their last seven games. It's been uh, absolutely impressive to see Montreal playing the way they are right now. And it was just a one of those dream games from a betting perspective for me where it just all worked out. Uh, uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Edmonton, Calgary should be a good one.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game, guys. I I think, you know, like I said, it's a got check type game for the Edmonton Oilers here. And obviously, Calgary is one of the best teams in the league. I do sense, though, a little letdown maybe for Calgary, whereas there's more urgency for Edmonton. I like like Edmonton, and I'm going to go take a little step further in the first period here and do the regulation, the three-way in the first period to get some really good value there. Uh I think I'm seeing it plus two thirty-five here. So
0: plus two forty minus a half. Edmonton take first it. period. Wow. There you
1: go. So I'm going with that. And then I'm also gonna uh take a draw. So tons of value I'm shooting for in this game. I I, I like some extra time between these two teams.
0: Yeah, that's that's good. Shoot or shoot. Uh that's the way that's the way it yep. is. And sometimes you do that in a game like this. I, this is another game where the first period both teams uh plus one thirty, both teams to score first period. I could see it. Uh, For sure, kind of like and Edmonton's kind of been like that lately. And in this spot, urgency sets in Calgary off the showdown with Colorado. Edmonton finds a goal early Calgary, though, at home. It's difficult to envision them not scoring in the first period, even when they're not sharp. Like Calgary was not sharp against Montreal early in that game, and they still scored uh, in the first period at home in that game. So it's why I have a hard time envisioning Calgary not getting a goal in the first period. And I do think there's a real chance Edmonton gets a goal in the first period with the urgency kicking in. So that first period, both teams to score in this game, I think is live as well at plus plus one thirty. Andrew battle of Alberta.
2: Yeah. Short and sweet. I think it's going to be uh, one of those games that kind of throws people off uh, and is a little low scoring uh, and, and low, lower event than people might think in this one, you know, just like Jimmy mentioned Calgary coming off that win Edmonton team coming off an upset, uh, you know, not just like a one goal upset, a uh, tough one there, Emphasis is going to be on defense in this one. You know, if you're Calgary, you're not worried about your scoring, just like you've mentioned, Ian. You're worried about just playing sound defensive games. That's why I love Carolina, guys. That's why I, you know, I bet them to win the Cup. You know, they're a team that can has no problem winning two-one, three-one games consistently. And I, I don't know if either of these two teams have showed that enough to me. Uh, and I think that's going to be the focal point for them. So. This could blow up in my face and be a 7-5 game, but it could also be a, you know, a barn burner battle of Alberta and be a 3-2 game as well. So with the six and a half, I'm kind of hoping here to go under, uh, it's going to be a rivalry game. And, you know, to Alex's point, I really hope, I, I, no offense, I, I hope you're wrong about the power plays because that won't help my under. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think that if they can stay out of the box, even though it is a rivalry, then teens will will take it very seriously and be tight checking and and hopefully play strong defensively. So this is what my one under on the night that I like here.
0: Well, Liking the under, and it's funny because I initially was on the same page as you with this total. I, I like the under initially too, and the concern for me is the Edmonton blue line and the, and the and the shape of it and the state of it right now. You know, I'm going to have to rely on Duncan Keith and a third on the second pair. I got to rely on Cody CC and a top pair and Nima Linen and Lagason and Broberg now filling out that blue line with uh, everybody that's down right now for the Oilers. So uh, that's the concern. But uh, it still could be a game where you got, in theory, two teams looking to tighten up after uh, what transpired in each of their last games Edmonton in a shootout with Montreal and obviously Calgary got into a back and forth a little bit of a track meet with Colorado as well on Saturday night great stuff great analysis great Monday night card Alex Jimmy and Andrew with me here on the uh, ice guys for a Monday we'll get to best bets in just a second a reminder send me a dm or anybody if you want in on the bet cast uh, tomorrow night we got 11 games we'll be on the air for the whole bet cast more for the whole slate Cause there's no real late game tomorrow. The latest game is 9 PM Eastern Washington, Calgary. So that's, and that's a good game. So we'll be on till the end of that game. So it'll be like 7 PM to like 1130 uh, PM Eastern time with the, uh, Betcast tomorrow night. Definitely uh looking forward to that. No question about that. Also looking forward to seeing you guys hopefully take advantage of DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, big wins. And now DraftKings Sportsbook gives you your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just one dollar on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you still have a shot to light the lamp everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code THPN Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets to wrap up this Monday show. uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Best bet.
3: Yeah, kind of going back and forth between a couple of uh, the pregame plays I like, but I'm going to go with the LA Kings to get the first goal plus 130 against Boston. Like I said, you know, this is the end of a road trip and they might have a little bit of punch to them at the beginning of this game, but obviously there's going to be a, a, a spot where Boston's going to want to try and uh, play well at home too. I think it's going to be a back and forth kind of battle. So that's one of the only two things that I have pregame. Uh, I kind of tweeted it out during the show that I'll be you know doing a lot of live stuff tonight, kind of getting ready to like a primer for tomorrow's back cast. So Uh, Follow me on Twitter if you don't already, but uh, my best bet for tonight will be Kings to score first goal plus
0: 130. All right, LA Kings plus 130 against Boston to score the first goal. Uh, Best bet for Alex. And, uh, yeah, it was a clean sweep. We all liked LA pretty much in some form in this game, just a great situation uh, to take advantage of. Uh, And uh, when you look at it too, I like the over a little bit in this game. I didn't mention that when we talked Kings-Bruins. In addition to those Kings bets I'm on, Uh, I like the uh, first period over, or not the first, the full game over a little bit, especially if you can find five and a half, which is still out there at a bunch of spots. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like for best bet?
1: Yeah, I'm right with you there. I mean, Linus Elmark has struggled lately, so could see him letting in some soft ones, as he has recently. And I'm going to go right there, stay in that game. I'm going to take my L.A. Kings in regulation as my best bet. I like a 5-2 L.A. win tonight.
0: There we, this feels like Boston Anaheim. Remember, Boston was at home against Anaheim. This is exactly what this game feels like mm-hmm. to me. They just About get the rolled, and they, yep. maybe not rolled, but they don't. They don't win, and they don't play. They're, they're not sharp. They don't play well. That's what this feels like tonight. And LA is coming. When you yeah. lose seven nothing, and you're building, and you're playing that team the next week, you're coming. You're yep. coming for blood. Uh, so yeah, LA uh, in regulation. Uh, best bet for Jimmy Murphy. Andrew, what do you like for best bet?
2: I'm gonna go with that Colorado first period puck line at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook plus one forty here against the Islanders.
0: There we go. All right, good stuff. Uh, liking that against the avalanche against the Islanders early. Uh best bet for Andrew McGuinness. My best bet is gonna be let's make let's let's keep it in LA Boston. Let's go for the dog. I'm just gonna go full game money line. LA plus one seventy five against Boston. Live dog. I know it's back to back on the road. It was an afternoon game. It's not as bad. It's actually a worse spot for Boston. The long road trip. Out west to Columbus for a little pit stop on Saturday night. And now you're back home tonight against Boston. A difficult spot. Team in revenge for a 7 beat down beatdown. Uh, L.A. Kings live tonight uh, against Boston, plus 175. And, we again, the dog hit for us yesterday on Best Bet with Dallas uh, against Minnesota. See if we can get another dog winner for Best Bet, L.A. Kings for me best bet for monday all right that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us Uh, we appreciate it hit the like button on the way out if you haven't done so already a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple podcasts spotify stitcher and iHeartRadio. download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for alex v smith jimmy murphy and andrew McGuinness. i'm ian cameron have a great monday night enjoy the games and good luck and we'll be back with you tomorrow on tuesday for a double dose of the ice guys regular daily show 2 p.m eastern betcast 7 p.m eastern on tuesday on the ice guys presented by the hockey podcast Center.